You are listening to the Sister Stand Strong Business Show with me, Heather Gifford Jenkins, author, coach, business mentor, and serial entrepreneur for more than 25 years. Each week, my guests and I will be talking with you about how you can stand stronger in your business, in relationships, in health, and in money, as well as navigating everything that entrepreneurship throws at you and showing you how you can create a life on your terms in your way. So I invite you on this journey of discovery with me. So buckle up because this is going to be good. Hi, so I am joined today by the lovely Deb Morgan, who is the real relationship expert at Not A Rehearsal. And Deb, you help women stand in their feminine power and take control of their personal relationships for greater confidence, self-worth and self-esteem. Deem. So welcome today. I'm Thank so, you. I'm so delighted that we've got this opportunity to chat. I've been really looking forward to this interview, Deb. Um, obviously, we, we, well, we've known each other for many, many years. Uh, we're both very, very good kind of businesswomen in our own right. We've got a lot of experience in business, but we've also share kind of a, quite a turbulent uh, personal relationship uh, background, both of us, not, not together, obviously, that sounds a bit strange, but we've both had <laughs> personal, personal relationship issues over the years, yeah, and we, we've kind of like watched each other sort of bloom and grow, and now, thankfully, both of us are in, in, in fantastic, beautiful relationships, aren't we? So, we are. So, so it's really interesting to speak with you today because um, I'm going to hand it over to you in terms of what, you know, where do, where do you want to start on this in, in terms of relationships? Because this is such a big topic to discuss, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Well, I think I want to start with something you've just touched upon where you said, you know, we have to, you and I both have a turbulent past yep. in our past relationships. Mm. Um, you know, there's lots of similarities between what we've both been through. You were married a couple of times. I've been yep. married a few times before finding you know that all elusive true love yeah. and what i find with a lot of the clients i work with is that yes you know we're women of a certain age we've gone through turbulent relationships but then we struggle to get into a relationship that is completely unconditional and we kind of have to learn how to love and be loved and that's such a difficult issue um, you know, because we are so used to our relationships being conditional, we don't know what it is when those conditions are removed. Mm. And it's about learning how to just be in a relationship, really, um, which sounds very woo-woo, and it goes a lot deeper than that. That is one of the biggest issues. Now, so when I'm working with clients, it's about finding out where they're at right now, where they want to be, how are we going to get there? Also looking at the past as well to understand sort of what patterns we have to unpick, what layers we need to pull back. My signature program, as you know, is called Behind the Mask. Mm. And it is about removing that mask that we present to the outside world and saying, it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm. Let's show our vulnerability because when we show our true selves, then we actually attract the right people for us. Mm. So when we're trying to be somebody that we're not, that we don't get the people who deserve us. Yeah. We get the people we are pretending to be. We're getting that reflected back at us. And yeah. that's the very first step in my program. It's fascinating, Deb, that you say that because obviously, well, you know, I, so I coach, uh, you know, sort of business, business bosses, basically. And 
you know, one of the things that I've noticed to be true is that that reflection that you're talking about, that mask that we wear, we, we also wear it in business a lot of the time. And that's where the disconnect comes between our businesses and our customers. And there's a link in the chain. And it's fascinating you've said that. The fact is it's stripping away those masks to, to really come back to self, to really know thyself. And it's the foundation because basically business is relationships. It is all about relationships. And so there, there is a, there's a beautiful link between personal relationships and business relationships. And as you've said, the, the fact that one can really impact another when, when we spoke uh, before you were saying about the percentage of how, how often we think about relationships what's what's the what's the figure i think it was 80%. we spent 85 percent of our thinking time thinking about relationships yeah. and you know if our relationships aren't going well that's an awful lot of time spent thinking about negative energy mm. we're going to take that out on the people around us and that might be people who are car sharing with us people who are on our commuting bus or train people in the workplace we take it out on those people closest to us mm. but you know when our relationships are going well oh my goodness you know isn't life wonderful the sun is shining all the time <laughs> you can smell the flowers you can hear the birds singing your food tastes better you feel better you know you feel like your sexiest best self and obviously the people around us benefit from that as well so mm. when you consider how much time we spend thinking about our relationships it is so important to get them right. And you know, that's not to say that they're perfect all of the time. They're not. Nobody's relationship is hearts and flowers all of the time. And in fact, you know, I don't do the hearts and flowers. I do the real stuff, the horrible stuff, the stuff people don't want to talk about because we're all fed this diet of Disney yeah. and Hollywood where, you know, we get swept off our feet, whisked away into the sunset and we live happily ever after mm -hmm. well you know we can live happily ever after it doesn't quite happen in that way yeah it's quite interesting you talk about that sort of the the disney version of um you know because i grew up very much i suppose you did as well we we grew up with that disney version of relationships didn't we in terms of handsome prince uh sort of vulnerable vulnerable princess you know has to be rescued by by the said prince and it's interesting because you know um I mean, fair enough, Frozen, the film Frozen, uh, you know, you, you either love it or hate it because at one time it was just playing everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, if you watch that movie, that was a break actually from tradition for yeah. Disney in the fact that it quite shocked me at the end of that movie because instead of you thinking she was going to go for the handsome prince, she didn't. And it was all about kind of self-relationship and relationship with her sister. And so it's fascinating about that. Kind of even, even Disney's had to have a wake up call, I think. Thank exactly. God for that. So, so the new next generation of women uh, hopefully will learn to love thyself rather than look for happiness outside of themselves. So, you and I have both been, we've been married and ran businesses at the same time. Mm -hmm. Can you share with me some of your insights, Deb, and share with others about how you can, how you can, how you can you stand in your own power as a businesswoman and also protect the beautiful relationship, intimate relationship you have with someone very, very close to you? Hmm, and I'm perhaps not the best person to answer that one for you. Um, <laughs> you know, I had, I had a business about 15 years ago, as you know, it's very successful. Um, and I had a very high profile. 
and actually that impacted quite significantly on my relationship mm -hmm. um, I was married at the time and we'd had a young baby and I decided I didn't want to go out to work I was going to be a stay-at-home mum that didn't happen my husband as he was then he got laid off from his job so I had to go back out to work I thought I don't want to be at the beck and call of somebody else I'm going to set up my own business which is what I did and that was great as it was growing slowly in the early days because it meant I still had time to be with my husband and my baby mm. but as the business got bigger and I had to start taking on staff then obviously my priorities changed there were more demands on my time from the business and it was decided by my husband that he was going to be a house husband i'd run the business but he struggled because i then became known as the breadwinner yeah. and we live in, in very you know strict societal conditioning really where you know men are still the providers and women are the people that look after the home and the children now obviously that's changed over the years and there are lots of men who stay at home and look after the children and the wives go out to work and that's absolutely fine but this really impacted my husband and to try and sort of boost his self-esteem make him feel that he was doing something valuable i took him on in business as a co-director thankfully i didn't make him a shareholder um, i made him a co-director of the business but what that did was make him feel that he had total control and that damaged the business to a degree that when it went through, um, it really was no surprise. And I found out afterwards that he'd been going out and we'd, we'd have a plan in terms of marketing and what we were going to say to the market, what we we're going to do networking wise. And because he didn't feel comfortable with the target market that I had built up, that I knew was the market I worked with, it was my absolute niche. He didn't feel comfortable in that market. So he decided he was going to promote the services of the business to another market which isn't the way I wanted the business to go at all. And that created confusion. Mm. And what was happening with our team is because I was out doing most of the selling, when I wasn't in the office, he would sit in the office and say, don't listen to what Deb's saying. She's got no idea what she's talking about. This is what we're doing this week. So of course the team felt very torn because they knew the direction I wanted the business to go in because I'd included them in the vision, in the mission, in the planning. But because he was the person on the ground and could be quite intimidating, they felt they had to do what he told them. Mm. So it created untold confusion in the marketplace yeah. and wasn't ideal. Now, unfortunately, that business went through, as I've said. Um, our divorce happened very swiftly afterwards. I became personally bankrupt. And I also discovered through that period, I had been in an abusive relationship whilst running the business. Mm. It was a controlling relationship, coercive control, which I wasn't aware of until I came out of it um, and started sort of saying, well, why did all this go wrong? Why did it happen? And that's when I learned about that. And, you know, I had a background before that of abusive relationships anyway. So I know from my own experience that if you've been in one abusive relationship, you're likely to end up in another and you end up in what's called the cycle of abuse, both within that relationship but each future relationship repeats the same patterns, um, which is why I now do what I do, because I've learned so much from that. I've studied the psychology around it. You know, I've gone and done my psychology and counseling degree and I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing now because of the in-depth understanding I have based mostly on my experience. But back to your question about 
you know, lessons learned from being in yeah. business. Yeah, I was going to say, because that's, that's the thing, Debbie. I mean, you said, oh, I'm not the best person to ask about it. But actually, I think you are the best person <laughs> to ask about this. Um, because likewise, you know, I, I was married, I was married and had a business and kind of the relationship affected the business, the business affected the relationship. So I, I think they are very, very linked. And I think women like ourselves who have been through this can offer so much advice, support and guidance to women who are in it now to prevent them sabotaging. Because we've both got, as I said, beautiful relationships right now. And we've learned from the past and you are a business owner right now. So it's like, what have you, what lessons did you take from those past experiences, Deb, that you've brought into your relationship right now as a business owner? Right now, it's about, first of all, in business, listening to my gut. Secondly, in terms of the relationship, I create now in business a default diary. And I first and foremost every week, I block out time with my partner and with my son. And nothing but nothing shifts those out of my diary. And it means I miss things. There are events I want to attend that I, I might miss. Now, if it's a one-off event and it's you know something major that I know is only going to happen maybe once or twice a year. Then I'll speak to my partner, speak to my son and say, look, I really want to attend this. Can we not do that on Thursday? Can we do it Wednesday instead? So they become involved in the decision-making process. They understand why it's important for not to stick with our night, if you like. Um, but things that happen regularly, I miss, I miss those. Mm. And you know, if the opportunity arises for me to then attend those events, either virtually or in person at a later date, then I will do them then. But the top priority for me is my partner, my son, the business, you know, nine to five, none of us, if we're business owners work nine to five anyway, mm. but my core hours, I make sure I'm available between those hours. Clients want to see me outside of those hours. I'll have a conversation. We'll book them in. That's my mutual agreement. I don't make that readily available. And anybody wanting to book with me, they get my default diary. I love, I love that, Deb, because so many businesswomen that I speak to assume that the business has to take hold of them. And then they get into this situation where the business becomes almost like a monster that starts taking over their life and, and they have to do this. And they feel obliged to kind of do that. And, you know, what I kind of share with women now is like, look, no, you don't have to do that. You can do exactly what you're just describing, Deb, which is like, no, these are my boundaries I'm putting in place for my life. I'm going to design design my business so it is fit for purpose around what I value the most and I love the idea about having a default diary where you actually say no actually in my value system now my values are my partner and my my child and they are my top values and everything kind of revolves around so my business is feeding into that value of of you know, my son and my, my partner as well, as well as myself. But those personal boundaries are so important because am I right in thinking that it's the boundaries that we're missing sometimes in our relationships that can cause it to go off track? Oh my goodness. Um, boundaries, you know, it's, that's one of the steps in my program. We yeah. deal with boundaries because boundaries aren't just about, you know, saying no, you know, we, we seem to have this, feeling that boundaries are in place 
for when it comes to meeting strangers, but they don't apply anywhere else. Mm. But we have to say what isn't isn't acceptable within, you know, within the home to our children, to our partners. If we're employees, we say we have to let our bosses know because otherwise they're the ones that dictate to us where the boundaries are. And what does that do for your own self-worth? Mm. You know, you end up feeling really put upon, downtrodden, and that doesn't help anybody. And again, all those feelings then come back into the home or you take them from the home to the workplace. Mm. And it has a massive, massive negative impact. So by putting those boundaries into place, you know, I will say to my partner, my son, I am doing this today. This is really important to me. I am not going to be available between these times. Now, I know you've got teenage boys, I've got a teenage son. Yeah. Tell a teenage boy when you're not available and you can guarantee the only time they want you is when you are not available. <laughs> However, <laughs> that aside, <laughs> teenage boys aside, um, it's about letting them know you're not available. And quite often, you know, he will come in when I'm doing some work and I'll say to him, I will be with you at whatever time it is. I need to finish this. I told you I needed to finish this. Oh, but mum, Yes, I know, but I need to finish this. When I finish this, I can give you my full focus. If you want me to help you now, I'm not going to be fully present. Yeah. And he understands that. I was it's a bit like... Sorry, I was, sorry for inter I was just about to say about that fully present bit, which, which is interesting because, again, I think if you don't have these boundaries in place, there's that temptation to have half conversations to yeah 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 half listening to your partner half listening to your children not really fully engaging yeah. with people where they are right now and i love that fact that it's those boundaries of saying to to your children like look you know i can give you my full and then keeping your word on that so that you do literally sit down with them and look them in the eyes and be fully present to listening to what they have to say i do exactly. i think Really gifts. And trust me, there are so many times where I would far rather be writing an ebook than sitting down watching his gaming on mine, Minecraft. But you know, you do these for your children. That's what's important to him. It's what he loves. It's important. And I, I describe it to him as when I say to him, "If you want to talk to me, put your mobile phone down," because I get really annoyed. He's trying to have a conversation with me, but he's also tapping away on his mobile phone and Snapchat and everything else. And I'll say to him, "If you want to talk to me, put your phone down." We'll have a conversation. If you haven't got time to talk to me, come back when you have. Mm. And that sounds really quite antiquated and really harsh, but it works because he knows I'll give him my full focus. Mm. I expect the same in return. And of course, as parents, as adults, we are modeling how we expect to be treated and how you should treat other people. So I'm not only giving him some life lessons, mm. but I'm showing him how I expect to be treated. And I won't be walked over and treated like a doormat. Yeah, which I, th I think is fun. That's so important for 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 daughters and sons to get. Mm. I think that you know, sometimes there's a focus on the daughters. Oh, you know, empower my daughter to, and that's very important. But I think what shouldn't be overlooked is the is the nurturing of our sons in this. The the, the change that is coming in society in terms of nurturing our sons so that they know how to respect women and our boundaries and our interests and our you know our, our, and our work and what we do for a living i think that's that's just amazingly powerful too mm. deb mm. tell us about these five you, you've got these uh, five-step system that you work with when you work with women in, in to, to build the the relationship stronger so can you share with us um 
yeah, your mythology and, and everything around. <laughs> okay, well, my program is called Behind the Mask, but it's developed on what I call the SIM methodology, which stands for Sex Industry Model. I talked earlier about abusive relationships ending up in a cycle and I've been in a number of abusive relationships and ended up for a short period working within the sex industry which I learned so much about or so much from rather and it wasn't the education that you would expect me to have had I learned so much about human psyche and particularly the male psyche yeah. um, but what I also learned was the business model behind that and that was quite incredible so I then developed my own sex industry model methodology which underpins the Behind the Mask program. And the five steps in that, although they have different names, they look at transparency, they look at boundaries, they look at your own security, and they look at power and control within relationships. Now the steps are named differently. So the first one would be get, get Real, which we had a conversation about earlier. Mm -hmm. It's about knowing exactly where you are right now. You know, where do you stand? What's going on in your life? How do you feel about you and stripping those layers away? Then we silence the fear monster. And this is about, for most people, it's about saying no. No, I will not accept that behavior anymore. This is how I want to be treated, which is what we were just talking about. Yeah. Then we go on to security. And this is my secret weapon. I call it the 94-6 rule. It's about how secure you feel in your own life and putting those steps into place to make sure you are looked after, that you can look after yourself, you can protect yourself. And I'm not meaning just physically, but emotionally as well, financially if necessary. You know, we look at it's a it's a real holistic program you look at all areas of life because of course you know our relationships it's the sexy little extras of the ripple effect that i'm interested in because it affects every area of our life then we move into power which i call step into self oh, sorry deb, deb say that again darling because you cut out a little bit there so sorry one so then we move into power yeah. which is step into selfish selfish and so many of my clients struggle with that because we're so used to doing things for everybody else we put ourselves at the bottom of the list. And this is about putting ourselves at the top of the list. It's that oxygen mask analogy. If we put our own oxygen mask on first, we can look after other people better. If we can't breathe properly, we can't look after others. So that's where that comes from. And then finally, we step into control. And I call this making a defiant decision. And that's when you you get to decide, do you want to move forward with your new life, with everything you've just learned? Or do you want to go back to where you used to be? And those are the five steps in a nutshell. Now, obviously, we get into a lot of depth working within those steps. And there's often tears. It's difficult for people. You know, I get people to feel really, really uncomfortable. But, oh, my goodness, the, the rewards when they come through it are incredible. But it's hard work you know it's not easy as you know any change yeah is not easy it's quite simple but it's yeah. not easy to actually make the change yeah there's a, there's always that um, what i call the, the breakdown before the breakthrough that's it and it's you know anybody who, who's ever done any kind of self-development work and that makes us sound as if we're we're broken we're not broken we just want to I say we because there's anybody who relates mm -hmm. to this we want to we see the, the the things in our lives that we're not happy with and we want to improve upon and become, yeah, leave this world a better place than we actually entered it, entered into it. So I think um, 
so yeah it's not easy well no it's it's it's, it's simple not easy yes mm. no, simple not easy um so um so tell me deb who is your who's if anybody's listening to this who's who's the person that you really want to work with who are the people that you the women that you can really really help what situations are they finding themselves in right now who are your ideal people that would would be a great fit for you, for, for your program okay well typically i work with women over 40 who've reached a stage in their life where they think is this it is this really all that is left for my life you know maybe the kids have got older they're more independent they've watched their partner or their husband climb up the career ladder and very often they will have taken on a role that wasn't that fulfilling but it enabled them to be there for the children be present for the family and now they're thinking oh my goodness i've given the best years of my life in a job i don't really enjoy to to what end what am i going to do now you know i'm in my 40s approaching 50 what what happens next so they might be on the cusp of maybe wanting to start a business wanting to change career but they're perhaps looking at their relationship and thinking, I don't think this is working for me anymore. And it's about working with them and establishing, you know, is it the relationship that's the issue? If it is, we work on that. And equally, if they decide that they want to leave their relationship, I help them work through that process as well. So it's about helping them move into future relationships or create a positive future for an existing relationship in a really healthy manner so that all of their future relationships become strong, healthy, and robust. And, you know, women who feel that way will know exactly what I'm talking about. You sit there and you think, well, you know, I don't really dislike you, but I don't think I love you. And I'm not sure that actually I really want to get into bed and have sex with you anymore. Yeah. It's like that. That's sad. It's like that apathy, isn't it, Deb? It's yeah. like an, an apathetic attitude where it's like, as you said, it's that I kind of love you, but I'm not in love with you anymore. Mm-hmm. It's that sort of the relationship evolves into maybe a friendship or yeah, a companionship thing, but it's not really feeding the soul with what you feel you really truly want in your life exactly yeah 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 excellent so um so Deb, i mean it's fantastic as i said fantastic we, we could talk we're, we're definitely <laughs> having you back as uh, as another guest because you know obviously your your backstory is incredible and there's just lots of lots of meaty stuff that <laughs> i think women are just champing at the bit it's like i want to hear more from this woman um and as i said the reason why i wanted you to to feature on the sister stand strong show is the fact that you know relationships are so ingrained in business and in our personal life and this is just really really important because i think that what we don't want here is we don't want a load of successful women in business but they've got completely tattered and torn relationships behind the scenes and so you know that's why i think this is such an important message for women who are in business because yeah we want we want the all round you know you can have both you don't have to have either or you can actually have a very successful business and a very very successful uh, partnership or or, or marriage absolutely so i think it's incredible so tell us deb how how can women if they want to know more about you i know we, we're probably going to get a, have a free download that uh, people can download uh, a book of yours um have you got the title there that we uh, i have i've got a free ebook it's actually on my website but it's called top 10 tips to redefine your relationships there we go um, it's available on the home page of my website which is www.notarehearsal.co.uk because life's not a rehearsal and 
you can contact me info at notarehearsal.co.uk. I also have my own podcast, Real Relationships Show. If you look it up on Spotify, you'll find it there or your favourite podcast programme. And you'll find me on social media as Deb Morgan. Fantastic. Look at that in a nutshell. How great is that? So Deb, is, as I said, absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Uh, I'm sure we're absolutely certain we're going to have you on the, on the show again. So until next time, thank you so much, Deb. Take care. Thank you. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Sister Stand Strong Business Show. If you'd like more help and support on your business journey, then I invite you to join thousands of like-minded women in our free groups, membership community, courses and masterminds. So head over to the Sister Stand Strong website at www.sisterstandstrong.com to receive all the goodness. And we will see you next week for another episode on the Sister Stand Strong Business Show.